Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Good morning. Welcome to Island Conversations. Remember that we are here on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on Sundays on KWXX and on B93, B97. And the interviews rebroadcast the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. But you may always hear Island Conversations as a podcast at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. You may subscribe to Island Conversations or just listen online. Today we are talking health care again, but from a different vein. If you have an urgent condition that cannot be treated on this island, for example, a severe head injury, all three of our island's hospitals will set it up for the patient to be transported to Oahu or Maui on an emergency basis. Our island's three hospitals use two different air transport services, Life Save Kupono and AirMed, which I also know as Hawaii Life Flight, and that's who we're talking with today. Bonnie Kinsey is with AirMed as the Care Network Membership Manager and the Membership Provider for Hawaii Life Flight. Her card says both things. Good morning. Aloha, Bonnie. Good morning. We are also joined by Lori Cannon, who is a former emergency room nurse at Kona Hospital and now is a nurse with AirMed, Hawaii Life Flight. She has 28 years of experience in the emergency department and the intensive care unit. She is multiply credentialed. She has her bachelor's. She has her bachelor's in nursing. She has her master's in nursing. Aloha, Lori. Aloha, Sherry. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm really pleased to have you here because this is a topic that so many people have expressed interest in. Understanding we live on an island and our three hospitals will not be able to treat every single thing that comes along. Along. So, Bonnie, why don't you start us out? What is AirMed? And I keep calling it Hawaii Life Flight. Tell us what this service is. AirMed Care Network is a provider of air emergent transports. We provide service in 38 states at 320 locations. The local provider, as you stated, is Hawaii Life Flight, who is a subsidiary of Guardian Flight. Okay, so basically either is right, AirMed or Hawaii Life Flight. Yeah, but Hawaii Life Flight is the household name, I guess. It's the brand name. Most people recognize Hawaii Life Flight as opposed to AirMed Care Network. Okay, so if people do end up in the hospital and the doctors determine that whatever they have cannot be treated here on the island, and it is an emergency, Lori Cannon... Tell us, how does this happen? How does this transport come about? Well, transport is actually a process that a lot of people are not aware of. It's very convoluted behind the scenes. In order for a patient to be transported or transferred off of this island to another healthcare facility, it involves the physician here on this island contacting the facility that they're going to go to on Oahu. And in addition to that, they have to confirm that there is bed availability for them. And it has to be confirmed not by the physician that accepts them, but by a house supervisor that confirms that there is a bed for them. And the process starts once we get confirmation 
from the accepting physician and also from the facility that we're sending the patient to, then the process starts with the facility that's sending the patient will activate Hawaii Life Flight by calling our dispatch and from there the process of transfer starts. Queens Medical Center and Maui's transfer hotline, they also are in the process of receiving phone calls from various facilities on this island, and sometimes the actual activation comes from them when they call our transfer dispatch center to get us going. Meaning that it may not be Kona or Hilo hospitals that call AirMed, but it might be the receiving hospital, Maui, or Queens Medical Center? Well, Queens Medical Center and Maui both have transfer lines. So when a call is placed to both of those facilities for transfer, it's the transfer hotline that sets up the actual transport. The only exclusion to that is when we have trauma. We speak directly to the emergency department, to the trauma physician, and we do not need a bed confirmation. We just need to know that they're accepted, and then we're on our way with our trauma patient. Okay, well, you better define trauma for us, because I know that I've heard of various examples of why people are transported. So help us understand when you would be able to do it without confirmation at the receiving end. We always have to have confirmation at the receiving end. For trauma, that means that that patient has had multiple system injuries, and we are taking them directly to the level one trauma center, which is Queens Medical Center. So they go directly to the emergency department. So in that aspect, we do not need a bed confirmation. If we have somebody who's being transported for other reasons, we need to have a bed confirmation that they are going to a bed specifically for what their reason for transfer is. So you mentioned Queens Medical Center is the level one trauma center, and am I right that they are the only one in the state? Currently, Queens Medical Center is the only level one in the state. Tripler received their level two certification this past year, and Tripler actually has taken some of the non-military from this island and from other places as a form of life or limb. They have accepted patients from Kona, and we've transferred them over there. On the island of Kauai, Wilcox is a level three. And on the island of Maui, Maui Memorial is a level three. On this island, Kona, North Hawaii, and Hilo are all level threes. And then Kohala, Hamakua, and Kau are considered Kaas, which are critical access units. Lanai and Molokai, they're considered cause, and also on the island of Oahu, Palimomi and Kapiolani are level three trauma centers. You know, this brings up a question, Bonnie Kinsey, you mentioned that AirMed operates in many, many locations, 38 states, I think you said. So what Lori Cannon is describing, is that more or less similar if one needed to be transported and one was on the mainland? Is the procedure more or less the same? It's usually the same, yes. Lori, you've mentioned Queens Medical Center, you've mentioned Maui Memorial, and you've mentioned Tripler. Are those the only hospitals to which AirMed transports? No, we actually transfer to Castle, we transfer to Palimomi, we transfer to Straub, and we also transfer to Kaiser and Kapiolani Women's Medical Center. Now, I know that you two are with AirMed, and LifeSafe Kupono is not with us. Would you suggest that their procedures are more or less similar? I would suggest that for air medical transport, they have to follow the same protocols that we do. When I spoke with the hospitals, for example, Kona Hospital specifically, they will first call AirMed, and if AirMed is not available for some reason, then they will go to LifeSafe Kupono. It's kind of nice for us on the island to know there is a backup if you folks are busy. 
But tell us, how does the transport physically happen? Talk about helicopters versus fixed wing, where each of them operates on this island, and how that works. So on this island, we have a fixed wing aircraft in Hilo, and we also have a fixed wing aircraft in Waimea. In Kona, we are based with a helicopter in ECU-135. It's a twin-engine helicopter, and I am based on the helicopter. It's based down at the Kona Airport. We have an 8 to 10-minute arrival to the Kona helipad from when we lift off at the Kona Airport. And when we go by helicopter, we can land at various facilities on Oahu, Queens Medical Center being one of them. We can also land at Kaiser. We can also land at Tripler. We can land at Kuakini, which I forgot to mention because they're our hyperbaric chamber for the islands. And if we have to go to Straub or to another facility, we land at our hangar and we transport them by ground transport. On the fixed wing, they do ground transport from the receiving facility to our fixed wing in an ambulance, and our staff accompanies them from the sending facility down to the airport, into the airframe, over to the receiving area, into an ambulance, and all the way to the facility where they're going. Does AirMed do these helicopter and fixed wing transports day or night? We're on 24-7 across the state, Kauai. Oahu, Molokai, Maui, and on this island we have Waimea, Hilo, and also Kona. Let's say you are called to Kona Hospital. How long does it take to get the patient from the sending facility over to the receiving facility? takes approximately 58 to 64 minutes. It depends on air traffic control and also on wind, if we get tailwinds or if we're facing headwinds. Interesting enough, we all fly under medevac. And when we fly under medevac, that means the air traffic controllers give us priority for landing. Well, I think that's a very good thing, and that would make perfect sense to me. What if you're going fixed wing from Waimea Airport or from Hilo Airport? How long generally is the end-to-end trip for the patient from the hospital to the receiving facility? Well, Waimea Airport is close, and Hilo, very close to the airports. Take about 10 minutes of ground transport, loading them up to about 10 minutes, and then out of Waimea, it's a 38- to 42-minute flight. Then you have to ground the patient in Oahu to whichever facility that they're going, depending on traffic, especially during the rush hours on Oahu. Good point. I hope that if I ever have to go, I'm going by helicopter so I don't have to deal with Oahu traffic. We see it on TV, and it's pretty brutal. Let's talk about why patients need to be transported. What are the causes that put them into the care of AirMed or into the care of LifeSafe Kupono? Our number one transfer is actually cardiac. We do have a lot of residents here that are snowbirds, as you know. So from October to February or March, we're actually very busy because we have a lot of people that live here during the winter times, and they have multiple health care issues. So cardiac is our number one transport. Trauma is our number two. And then we get into the medicine component, which can be anywhere from being septic to having dialysis to having problems and complications of diabetes. Um, we also transport a lot of neural patients, strokes, brain injuries, injuries, brain hemorrhages. It's just a mix of things. We transport OB patients, high-risk OB patients, and we transport pediatric patients also. Speaking of cardiac, when I spoke with Dan Brinkman from Hilo Medical Center, which was probably a couple months ago now, he did mention that the number of transports from Hilo Medical Center has decreased quite a bit since Hilo Medical Center now has a cardiac cath lab and they can put in stents, which they formerly could not do. What they said was they're transporting only about 4% of patients, but that does work out to about a patient a day. I'm guessing then, since Hilo 
does have cardiac cath lab, but neither Kona Hospital nor North Hawaii Community Hospital has that capability that you're still seeing a fair amount of heart patients from Kona and from Waimea. That's correct. So on board, once a patient gets onto either your fixed wing or your helicopter, which is, Lori Cannon, your particular area of expertise, what is it like? Is it just a helicopter or what kind of medical capabilities, what kind of medical care are you able to give on that helicopter? Kona's helicopter ECU-135 is a twin engine, and it's like a miniature ICU. We have absolutely everything in there that we can do interventions on a patient as needed in flight that we are trained for. It's very compact in there, but we're able to do all sorts of interventions. We're able to um, put an airway down somebody's throat if they stop breathing. We're able to do resuscitation if needed. We're able to do mass transfusion protocol during trauma. We're able to apply many types of different modalities for the trauma patient. We also carry pumps that we're able to transport patients with up to six to nine drips for blood pressures, for strokes, for all different types of things. We're a miniature ICU, and there's a lot of things that we carry on board in the event that something should happen or something that they already have had done to them at the facility. We're continuing on with the care. When you say a patient may have multiple drips, what does that mean? In the healthcare world, the more drips that a person is on, it seems to be the sicker that they are. And drips meaning that they're on medication that they need it to sustain their life. What kind of staff is on board, either the helicopter or the plane? Clearly you are the nurse, but who else is there? Our core team consists of a flight nurse and a flight medic. The nationwide, that is normally the flight crew. We do fly nurse-nurse. We are unable to fly medic-medic, and that has to do with the state laws of what they can and cannot do when they have autonomy and they don't have somebody over them. So what's the difference between a medic and a nurse? Here in Hawaii, the medics, they're actually called MICTs, Mobile Intensive Care Technicians. And I believe their schooling is up to two years, and their clinical hours are 2,500 or something of that sort. And it's actually harder for a medic to come from the mainland to Hawaii and get their license because the standards here are so high. And most of us that are nursing in the air medical world has had experience in the intensive care unit, emergency department, and we're required to have multiple credentials in addition to our nursing degree after our name that we're credentialed in flight nursing, in critical care, in trauma, in emergency nursing. That's a requirement. Who's flying the plane? Our pilot. (laughs) So so you do have a pilot. In addition, do do you have a co-pilot? No, we have one pilot. And speaking for the Kona base, our pilot's Three of them are military trained and served in the Iraqi war arena and did medevac there. And the fixed-wing pilots are absolutely amazing. They have high standards for our fixed-wing pilots and the amount of hours that they have to have in order to qualify to fly for us. Are the fixed-wing plane medical capabilities the same as what you just described for your helicopter out of Kona Airport? Absolutely. They just have more room than I do. (laughs) Oh, well, I guess that would be a good thing. And a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Today we're talking about what happens when somebody needs to be medically transported from this island 
to Maui or Oahu. We're talking with Bonnie Kinsey and flight nurse Lori Cannon from Hawaii Life Flight. There is a second company on the island, LifeSave Kupono, that also provides air transport. We recorded this interview before the great shutdown, and I got a question a couple weeks ago, and I did check it out with flight nurse Lori Cannon, whether they have the capability and willingness to transport a patient with COVID-19, should it be necessary? She said, absolutely, they can and will. Before we get back to our conversation, let's hear from our great sponsor, KTA Superstores. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. Can you transport more than one patient at a time? No, we don't. And a lot of transfer companies don't do that. And the reason for that is because of HIPAA. And HIPAA is what? Confidentiality. Everything is Privacy Act now. And also, you don't want to take a chance that you have a stable patient in flight and take on another patient and then something happens in the transport and your eyes are going to be on one patient dedicated and the other patient is going to be not taken care of because that person has turned south during the flight. So across the board, across the nation, they normally on inter-facility transports do not transport more than one patient at a time. Would you ever, if there was two urgent, urgent patients, or would you just have one wait? When we had the earthquake here in 2006, we had the C-141 come in and we transported multiple patients down to the C-141 to get them off island. If there was a situation where both needed to go out, one of our backup planes would come in and take that patient out, so there would not be a delay. What's a C-141? That's a Coast Guard plane that comes in, and during mass casualty, they assist us. Oh, that's great. That really is good. So is the staff of Air Med Hawaii Life Flight always available? Are you actually at the airport on call, or do you have to be called out from where you are to arrive? Those of us that are on call for the shift, we are located in our crew houses, which are located close to the hospital and or the airport. For us that are based here on the helicopter, our crew quarters is right above the airport. So you're there all the time. So there really is not a delay. You don't have to have somebody drive 30 or 45 or an hour to get to the airport. To no, that's unacceptable. When you talked about the reason you transport, I always envisioned your transports as being dire emergencies, generally older people or trauma, something from a car crash or something like that. But I was talking with a relatively young man not too long ago. In fact, I was recording some commercials for him, and his younger brother had to be transported, and I believe the problem was a diabetic problem. And so that sort of opened my eyes to the fact that transport to another island on an emergency or an urgent basis really is more than just accidents and strokes and heart attacks. That's absolutely right. We take patients from as young as two months to, I don't know what the oldest patient actually that I've transferred, and it's not always urgent. It could be a situation that the patient has been admitted to the hospital and during the course something has been discovered that they need to go see a specialist over on Oahu, so we will transport them. And we also transport kidney stones uh, for stent placement for lithotripsy. It's unavailable currently here on this island. Currently right now on the big island, one of the problems that we're facing is that they are not doing any in-house dialysis. So any patient that requires dialysis on an outpatient basis, 
that's fine. But if they get admitted to any one of the three facilities, they don't do in-house dialysis. So those patients will always get transported out if they have pneumonias, if they are septic, if they have a wound that's opened, if they have just anything that's really... Um, medically inclined, they have to be transported out because we're unable to do dialysis on them in any of the three facilities on this island. I'm really fascinated by that. And one of the reasons that I'm fascinated is that right in Keahoe Shopping Center, which is not very far from Kona Hospital, there is a dialysis center. And I know this is off topic of what AirMed can do, but why do the patients have to be transported to another island for a service that is readily available here on the Big Island? Because when you're a chronic dialysis patient, you're scheduled to go three times a week and you're given a certain slot. And when you come into the healthcare arena with a, another problem in the medical field, a pneumonia, a wound that's not clearing, some of them, their casts have gotten infected, some of them have wound infections, because a lot of them are diabetic also, we can't admit you to Kona Hospital and then have you go down for dialysis, because then you run into Medicare and different kind of insurance payments of how can you pay for the dialysis when they're physically in a hospital. So the dialysis patients get sent to facilities, and it's not always Queens. We actually have been taking a lot of patients over to Maui because they do in-house dialysis. And Castle Hospital is another hospital that does in-house dialysis. You know, what you've just reminded me and probably all our listeners of is how much the healthcare insurance system governs what kind of care people can have. You know, and it really is, like I said, sort of off topic to the capabilities of Hawaii Life Flight. But what can I say? It's kind of bizarre that you have to be transported. But I completely understand. And I also understand that most dialysis facilities are pretty well full up with people who are scheduled to get their dialysis. So anything else to add about that before we go back to the real business at hand, which is talking about Hawaii Life Flight at AirMed? Actually, dialysis patients are complicated because even those that come over here for six months, they have to schedule their dialysis with the Liberty Dialysis that we have in Keahoe. So sometimes their slots are 10 to 12 at night. Oh, wow. Three times a week. So it is a problem getting a slot if you don't live here, but they're very accommodating. And unfortunately, when they do become sick, yes, they will be sent off island because of that lack of being able to do in-house dialysis. Lori Cannon, I'm really delighted you're here because since you were in the emergency department at Kona Hospital for a long time, as well as now being the official ICU nurse for AirMed, you have a lot of knowledge of what goes on and, and what leads to getting people where they need to be. All of this leads us to the cost, the cost of actually doing the transport and then what patients pay. And Bonnie Kinsey, I think we need to pull you in here. Tell us about the patient's obligation for this, how much it actually costs to do transport first if you were to send out a bill for it? There's no real exact formula as to what that dollar amount will be because it's all dependent on the type of trauma or the reason for the transport, what was needed while they were in air. So as far as me giving you an idea of what that costs, I could just say it's thousands of dollars. Can you give me a low to high? Because I've, I've read stuff in the paper from people who've been transported who have gotten bills and it's, I mean, sometimes it's like $60,000, if I read that correctly. It could be between, I would say, sixty and over $100,000. I've heard stories of patients who were flown and their bill was over 100000 Wow. I recently had a friend, her husband was medevaced, and it was because he had 
kidney stones, and his bill was 80000 to be transported. My goodness. Yeah. So what about insurances? How does insurance treat this? Most people in the state have either HMSA, which is a Blue Cross kind of equivalent, or they have Kaiser. There's also a few other insurance companies. But Bonnie Kinsey, what does insurance cover? What do you know about that? Well, not, typically most insurance will cover about 80%, and the 20% would be the patient's out-of-pocket. So if you do the math, that's still thousands of dollars that they would have to pay out of pocket. So it depends, because then you also run into major medical. Major medical, when you exceed a certain dollar amount, the coverage becomes different as far as what your medical insurance will pay. So it's, it's kind of difficult to explain because it depends on the type of plan that the patient has. Well, it sounds like this is something that if somebody ever has a concern that this might apply to them, they should check it out with their insurance company. Yes. But I would like to say, and full disclosure, I have this insurance. AirMed does offer, I will use the term insurance, where one can pay a premium, just like insurance, and then if I ever have to be transported or my husband does, we've already paid you for that insurance. And then I think the service then is covered. But tell us, Bonnie, about what you have. And, and let me just mention to the listeners, I'm not here intending to sell AirMed insurance, but I just felt for me and my husband, it was a good safeguard to have just in case. You never know. So, Bonnie, tell us about that, what AirMed offers. AirMed Care offers a membership. It's not considered an insurance product. And what it is is that if you are a member and anyone in your household has to be transported here in Hawaii or in the other 37 other states, whatever your out-of-pocket expense would have been, you do not have to pay that at all. You may get a statement of charges, but you will not get a bill from us. That's encouraging. Mm -hmm. I will say that in the past, the insurance company that I have for my regular health insurance did not specifically say they would cover it but they would say sort of off the record they did now. It's actually stated in their materials that they would pay for air transport. But being one who is a little bit of a skeptic, I decided to keep the membership, as you say, in AirMed Hawaii Life Flight, just because if something happens to me or my husband, I definitely would not want to get the surprise of a $60,000 bill or even a copay of what sounds like it could be up to a $20,000 copay. Can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Yes, most people can. And as you know, many people in Hawaii live paycheck to paycheck. And most people here don't have $1,000 in their savings account to pay something like this. So we provide something that if in case something you should get into an accident, whether it be an automobile, you have to be transported for any medical reasons, you never have to worry about getting a bill from us with this membership. I would like to add that one of my good friends who's Dr. Beth Gershon, here in Kona for Christmas, she gave our membership as Christmas gifts. Really? Yes. Oh, that's creative and clever. Yeah. One's always looking for new creative <laughs> Christmas gift ideas. That was her Christmas gift to all the nurses she works with at Kona Hospital in the OR and the PACU. Really? Oh, that's so cool. I kind of like that. I was remiss in not checking with Life Save Kupono before we did this interview. Bonnie Kenzie, do you have any idea if they offer anything similar? Yes, they do offer a membership as well. So I guess it would be important, although possibly difficult, if one is in the emergency room to designate, hey, I have the membership through either Hawaii Life Flight or Life Save Kupono, because what a bummer if I was transported on another helicopter for which I did not have a membership. Right. Then that would be 
all your out-of-pocket. You would have to pay for that. But what I do tell our members or whenever, whenever somebody signs up for membership is we give them membership cards. We also give them decals to put on their cars and their home. So I tell them to keep the membership cards in their wallet next to their ID and their insurance cards because if they're unconscious or nobody's there to speak for them, when the medical group is going through looking for ID, then they'll see that they are a member. Um, I also tell them we offer these little keychain. If you're the active type that likes to go hiking, running, tie one of those on your shoelace so that they'll see that you are a member of Air Medcare and Hawaii Life Flight. We're at the end of our time together. What have I not asked Lori Cannon from the medical standpoint? What would you like to add? I just want to add in there that, you know, a lot of times when I transport patients, they did not expect that day with them ending up in the helicopter that I fly in. I really want to reiterate to people, we all don't know how the day is going to come for us. And, you know, a lot of people, as Bonnie said, live paycheck to paycheck. And healthcare sometimes is put on the side. I've been 40 years in the healthcare, and I've seen people that some of the worst things have happened to them with no warning. So I really want people to stop for a moment and think, could this happen to me? And if so, what's my backup plan? Well, and that's why people should take a look at their own health insurance. Given that we live on an island and our hospitals are never going to have the same capability as Queens Medical Center or even Maui Memorial is my guess, just because they have higher levels of trauma care available than do we here on the big island. Bonnie Kinsey with AirMed, what else would you like to add? The reason why I do this is because I have personal experience with this. Knowing that this membership is available had it been available at the time when my husband was medically transported to Queens, I would have been so happy to do this membership instead of getting... I actually called the provider. It wasn't Hawaii Life Flight at the time. I called the provider and said, did you put the decimal in the wrong spot? Really? <laughs> yes. It was over 30 years ago, and we I had two young children, a two-year-old and four-year-old. My husband was a breadwinner. He broke his neck surfing out here oh. at Lyman's, drove up to Waimea thinking all he had was a sprain. And at that time, we didn't even have North Hawaii Community Hospital. So it was Lucy Enrique's Medical Center, and Dr. Gingrich said, we're going to have to send him to Honolulu. And so I said, okay, fine, I'll go make the arrangements. He said, no, 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 we're going to medevac him. So I got the bill. It was, I believe, $11,000, and our portion was about 1100 but still, you know, he wasn't working, I wasn't working, two kids, a mortgage. Of course, they let us pay monthly, but still, it was $100 or $50 that we didn't expect on having. Well, as I said, that's sort of one of the things that goes along with living here on the island. We need to think in different terms than if we lived in downtown Los Angeles or New York or San Francisco, where there's different capabilities. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate Bonnie Kinsey and Laurie Cannon, you coming in today and talking about this, because it's good for us to understand what the capabilities are and what we might want to think about. Thank you so much for being with us. Aloha. Thank you for having us. Aloha. Thank you. And if you are interested in learning more about either of the two air transport companies that are used for emergency transport to other islands, to other medical facilities, you may learn more about LifeSave Kupono at LifeSave.com. You may learn more about Hawaii Life Flight at AirMedCareNetwork.com. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Thank you so much to our listeners for being with us today. Be sure to look up our podcast for bonus Island Conversations. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with Aloha. Ahui ho.
Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.